Robbie. Yo. Are you fired up about our new official title sponsor? I really am excited. Bro, we talking level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of them, Robbie? I haven't. Bro, I just bought a new house. No joke, no game. I called the competition. I can't get a call back. Won't give me a free estimate. Can't make time for me. I'm talking about level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. They don't care if you live in Lake Charles. They don't care if you live in New Orleans. They don't care if you live in Alexandria. They're going to give you the free estimate. They're going to give you the personal touch. They're going to make sure you get what you need to succeed because level up gutters, they're winners. And winners win. Winners win. Go like Level Up Gutters on Facebook. The phone number you need to call if you want that free estimate is 337-257-5149. That's 337-257-5149. Don't forget, winners win when you level up. Level Up Gutters. Trump Dammy. All right, you've come back, and this is the first episode of what we're going to do every week during the season. We're going to call this What You've Learned. I'm sorry, What We've Learned and What You've Learned, because uh, we learned a lot. I know that I pumped a little sunshine. I was fired up for the season, and I'm pretty upset. I'm not going to let it. Ruined my season. I wrote a blog about that the other day. Go to our link tree and check it out. I know a lot of y'all read. Thank y'all for reading that. Uh, but we're going to give the facts here. We're going to set some things straight. I know a lot of y'all have been asking about the Florida State game, a lot about the Florida State game. When are we releasing something? We're about to tell you exactly how we feel. And this is all going to be hard stats. And if you don't like it, you can eat shit and die. Because... <laughs> We're not giving up on the Tigers. I know I'm mad. I might vent a little bit, but I know we got the right guy to fix it. This is what we've learned week one. Jay, kick us off with a Florida State break, breakdown, how you want to run it. Well, we'll just go we'll start off with the uh, very first drive. Um, right out of the gate, Daniels runs a 25-yard run, and then and then a uh, 15-yard penalty tacked onto that. So, they, all the way to uh, Florida State's 25-yard line from the very first jump. The dome erupted. We erupted. I, we was fired up. The very next play, he threw a, a pretty ball to Butte in the end zone. Should have been caught. Where we were sitting at, we didn't know. I, I didn't think it was. But you go back and watch it on TV, it, it should have been caught. It was. A, I say it's a 50-50 ball. should have been a 75-25 ball at least. Daddy, did you? what did you think about that ball? Got to be caught. Got the great first, first team All American. Yeah, great player. Only All American we got. Catch so, a ball. So Daniels, he runs a nine yard run after that, third and one, and a good one. Had a pretty good run, two good runs back to back. Then Dellinger 
had the bass snap over uh, Daniel's head. They got down to the four-yard line, and Daniel's Dellinger snapped it over his head for uh, 19 yards at the 19-yard line, 15-yard loss. And then uh, after that, uh, they they blitzed him. They sent they, everybody pinned their ears back. Went after Daniels. Uh, escape pressure. Tried to make something out of nothing. Um, FSU had like one linebacker and co- uh, spy coverage, and they just they he got rid of the ball without you know taking a sack or anything like that. So he did a good job right there. And then they ended up kicking a field goal um, to go up three nothing. So on that drive, Daniels he was zero for two with uh, two carries, thirty four yards. Good one had two carries and 11 yards on that first drive. And then, uh, so Florida State gets the ball. BJ sacks, uh, Jordan Travis about, it's like one of the only sacks of the game on, uh, on Travis. Um, so the second, they had a two yard run, the second play. Travis then had a 12 yard pass to Wilson on a third down. That's the first conversion of a third down, man. And that was a fucking trend that we saw all game. Yeah. So, and then Travis uh, it goes back to Wilson for a 21-yard gain. It's a misdirection play-action pass, and uh, he rolled out to his right, uh, passed the ball to the middle of the field once again. So you'll see this a lot. They pass the ball to the middle of the field a lot because LSU, I don't know if it was Madhouse or who it was, but they had they played a – you'll hear me say zone soft zone coverage. And what, I'm, what I mean by that is that all the DBs and the safeties are back to the pass the first down marker. Pretty much either they're even with it or pass third and eight, third and seven, third and ten. They're off the DBs. They're off the wide receivers at least ten yards. So they're passing everything to the middle, to the easy side of the, the ball. Just pass right to the middle, and they're, they're picking up four more yards after they catch it because the DBs are so far off of them. So that's what happened on that play. Uh, they, they go down. They go down the field. Then um, – I think they're on the 29 yard line. Uh, they get a couple stops. Major Burns tackles a uh, number nine for a four yard loss. Uh, that's then that's when uh, Mason Smith hurt his knee. So that was the fourth play, seventh play of seventh, on def- play. seventh play on defense. Mason Smith hurt his knee at the 7:36 mark in the fourth quarter. Seven, celebrating, yeah, celebrating, celebrating another team, a teammate's uh, tackle. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's great you celebrating your teammate, but, you know, everybody gives him hell for that. But Oh, just, just bad luck. No, 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 just, just bad, bad luck. Yeah, it's just yeah bad I wasn't luck. blaming nothing. I was just oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the odds of him celebrating. Oh, no, yeah, that's you know. They had a – I listened to T-Bob and a Hester, and they was talking about things they remember uh, celebrating teammates. Uh, Grammatica was a kicker for the Saints, and I think his brother was also a kicker for somewhere else. He kicked a long field goal. He jumped up to celebrate, come down towards ACL. Oh, a kicker. <laughs> that's, that's just – after yeah. going through all this camp and oh, it's yeah. unbelievable for yeah, him to jump to be, up and do a little high knee celebration. It's supposed to be like his uh, really coming out year. Some people have projected to be, you know, maybe second team All-American, stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. And so definitely could have used him the rest of the game. So third and ten, LSU sends uh, Brooks on a cornerback blitz and forces Travis to throw it away. So LSU stopped them on their first uh, third down. The very first drive stopped them on third down, and then they missed a 47-yard field goal. So went wide right. Yeah. The so, place went off. Yeah, so it's 3 to nothing, And that was the second uh, special teams mishap by Florida State. They kicked the very first one, they kicked the ball out of bounds. Then, that's right. That's right. Then they missed a field goal. Then the next one uh, later on, they kicked the ball out of bounds again. They kicked the ball out of bounds uh, twice on kickoff. Sloppy special teams game. 
Yeah, so we thought that our special team was going to be good, and theirs wasn't. But little do we know, <laughs> it wasn't. Yep, that wasn't the case. So LSU's second drive, man. Daniels, he uh, he threw a little a pass, a good one, and it was uh, you know, it was behind the line of scrimmage, and they tackled him for a four-yard loss. So second and fourteen, a five-yard pass to Taylor, uh, Mason Taylor. Uh, it got tipped at the line of scrimmage, so it probably would have been a lot further than than that. But it got tipped at the line of scrimmage. Mason did a good job coming back to the ball. Yep. So third and third and nine, five man rush. Uh, they sacked uh, Daniels for a two yard loss. Uh, Cam Wire. This was the play that Cam Wire ended up landing on his back. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was terrible, man. So so far in the game, Daniels is uh, two for four, one yard, three carries, thirty two yards in yep. this game. Okay. So far. Uh, now we go to Florida State. Second drive, they end up uh, they end up scoring right here. So you go down um, in the first quarter. Is this the flea flicker? The trick play. Yeah, this is the this is the treat. This is the uh, second and twelve at the thirty uh, nine yard line. It was a reverse flea flicker touchdown to number eighty. And this is in the second quarter. And, uh, Makai, yeah, Makai Garner. Um, uh, he got burnt pretty much. His eyes were downfield when he what did it end around. He come up and the, yep. the receiver burned him pretty much. Yep. So they and on this drive, on this one the second drive, they converted four third downs on this second drive. Can have, Lord have mercy. Man. And you know, a third and nine, third and four, third and three, it and third. It felt and like two. we were gonna get out of every single yeah. one and it just kept on happening. That was very frustrating. So and then uh LSU's third drive, Florida kicks out of bounds, like I said, and LSU gets on thirty five yard line. First and ten, uh, four-man rush with a cornerback blitz and two linebackers was in spy coverage, by the way, on Daniels. Um, uh, he was sacked for a one-yard loss. Um, then second 11, Daniels hit good pass over middle to uh, Brian Thomas for 16 yards. Uh, first and ten at the 50-yard line, four-man rush, cornerback blitz again, pocket collapses, Daniels picks up eight yards. He tucks it and runs. Okay. Nobody was open, you know. Which was a, was a very smart play by him. Second, uh, second and two, screen pass the neighbors, gain of four yards. So they first down again, and then Noah Kane ran a little two yard up the middle. Uh, second and eight, uh, Florida State's thirty-seven. Cole Taylor picked up a holding penalty, which Daniels escaped from pressure, by the way, and then looked up the field through to Jenkins for it was about thirteen yards. So it would have been, been a first down. Okay. So if uh, if if uh. Taylor wouldn't have picked up that that uh, holding penalty. That would have been a really good play by Daniels. Was Cole Taylor? Yeah, Cole Taylor picked it up. Uh, so second and eighteen, uh, Daniels ran for eleven yards, and this was the first time that uh, from where we were sitting at, you know, I, I, it looked like Daniels had a lot of happy feet, and he was well, his first read wasn't open. He was running, you know, but you know, real time is hard to tell that from where we were sitting at. So like I said, I went back and watched a lot of replay, a lot of a lot of fit like. Watch the game a lot. So that was the only time in the game that Daniels first read wasn't open and he ran. That was the only time. So you're saying all these people online who are saying he was dropping back, looking at one guy, and then running. No, that that's not that's that's incorrect. He I look I watched and watched he was running because he was about to get sacked a lot well, of offensive times. Offensive lineman. Offensive line. So this time, this one particular play, so it was, it was second eighteen and he ran uh for eleven yards, which is great. His first read wasn't open. Kayshawn Butte come across the middle of the field, double coverage, and he pulled it and ran 
uh, Besh was wide open. I mean, there was nobody 10 yards on the right side of the field, but he was watching Kayshawn to his left, and the blitz come from the right. So he, I guess he didn't have time to – or didn't think he had time, which was a smart play. Um, you know, I, I ain't mad at him for that. Uh, so uh, then Daniels ran again for a first yard – for a first down, seven yards. Um, his first and second read wasn't open by this play, by the way. So he looked at his first and a second, and then he had time to run it. So, uh, like I said, the next play, he did good. Huh. So we uh, first and ten, bad snap, meant to be a jet sweep to neighbors, by the way. But Daniels, since it was over his head snap, he tucked it and ran for uh, eight yards. So we had Florida State's uh, 19, seven yard pass to Jenkins for a first down, uh, second and first and ten, uh, two yard quarterback keeper, which was you know that's that's okay, positive yards, second and eight, two yard quarter by, uh, two yard run by Williams. So we third and six. False start on Cameron Wire. So backed him up third and 11. Boy, he played a hell of a game. Yeah. <laughs> and then third and 11, it was a really good throw. Right right as the receiver was cutting. You probably don't remember which receiver it was. Oh, <laughs> right in the numbers. Hit him right in the – if he would have been pregnant, it would have hit him right in the gut. So, I listened to Mr. Matt Flynn, who's hanging on my wall right here as a national champion at mm-hmm. LSU, played – a long time in the NFL, he gave a uh, reason why he wasn't looking. He 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 did he, he he said he's catching a lot of flack for not looking, and it's unexcusable. You have to be looking at the ball. But he said here's why he wasn't looking, and there is no excuse. But he said that the coverage they were in, off the line, any wide receiver on that side read it as he was the third or fourth option. Yeah. So what that tells me is he's taking plays off. He took that play off. He said I'm the third option. I'm just going to go through the motions. Yeah, in the way I when I watched it back, it was like he when he broke, he kind of looked, and then he then he looked away and looked at the safety in front of him, and then that's when the ball hit him. Yeah, ball hit him, man. Great pass, Jane Daniels. I love you. Yeah, that was a good pass, man. So so LSU ended up trying to kick a a thirty yard field goal and it got blocked. So still seven three. This is the first time the field goal gets blocked. I think from the left side. Yeah, was pretty. It's kind of up the middle. Yeah, Uh, the dude got got. Right up the middle. Uh, left middle kind of, sort of. Brian Kelly said they made an adjustment. He yeah. got with Bill Polian. Mm-hmm. They made an adjustment for it. And then continuing on. Yeah. So so now we go, with, like I said, 7-3. LSU's uh, FSU's third drive of the game. Um, uh, first and 10, uh, Florida State. Florida State's 20. Uh, Travis, uh, keeper up the middle for two yards. Really nothing. And then uh, – Travis missed the next play. Travis missed a tight end up the middle. That would have been for a first down, but he overthrew him. So third and eight. Um, at this time, point in time, Florida State's five for six on third downs. So on your third drive, they're five for six on third downs. Gay missed uh, Travis for a sack, and he throws outside for 10 yards or picks up a first down. So that was one of the first tackles they missed on him, on Travis. And Brian Kelly said that in the press conference that they missed 16 tackles, I believe, on the quarterback. 16 tackles. Bo so, Nix reminiscing. Yeah, pretty much. It was. I couldn't have been as bad as Bo Nix, but it was close, man. 16 times. Yeah. So, a couple more plays. Um, uh, third and four, Travis throws a long pass, a wide receiver, and he catches it out of bounds. Uh, so, 320, 327 left in the first half. FSU punts to LSU. Neighbors muffs the first one at the 19-yard line, and Florida State gets the ball back on LSU's 16-yard line with 3-15 uh, left with two timeouts. 
And this is in the second quarter when the game is still seven to three. Seven to three. Second quarter. So FSU got the ball again. So this is fourth drive. Uh, first play, misdirection run uh, for number eight, uh, two yards. Another uh, second and eight. Gay and uh, Penn get in the backfield untouched. And Travis dumps the, uh, the running back with them in, both in their face for a seven-yard gain. So it's third and one. Major Burns stops Travis in the backfield for a two-yard loss. So it's a fourth and three. And then they go for it in the end zone. And uh, Mr. Sage Ryan from Karen Crow breaks up a pass in the end zone for a big stop. Now she gets the ball back on 16-yard line with a minute and 10 left to go with one timeout. Great play. Yeah. yeah this was kind of – this was in the game, this was kind of a mismanaged clock right here. Um, they they didn't know if they wanted to go for it and it's not. You know, after I think Jaden took a sack – so eight yard, uh, first one was eight yard swing pass to Cole Taylor. The uh, then the second and two, four man rush. Cam Wag gets beat again. Daniels has to scramble for fifteen yards. Picks up first down. Yeah, he got smoked, man. Uh, so first and ten, LSU's thirty one, fifty six seconds left. Uh, Campbell and Dellinger both come up the middle, but it's pretty much uh, Cam. It was a uh, Campbell's guy that got a Jaden sack for twelve yard loss. And a uh, third time, Daniel's been sacked this game. Uh, so second and 22, 10-yard pass a neighbor, and then time runs out. So Daniel's into the first half with uh, 7 for 10, 47 yards, 11 rush for 71 yards. So LSU had 131 yards of total offense in the first half, and Daniel's accounted for 118 of the th- 131. The running backs had three carries for 13 yards. It was the only thing that Daniel didn't uh, – could never establish the run, yeah, even yeah. when they did try. Even though- so, so Florida State was six for nine on third downs, and LSU was uh, two for five on third downs. Florida State had uh, 166 yards, 56 rushing, and 110 passing in the first half. Okay. So, I mean, stat-wise, it was pretty even uh, kill in the first half. You know, Both kind of played like shit in the first half. Yeah, yeah. And it was anybody's ballgame. Yeah, anybody's ballgame. So, we get to the second half. Florida gets the ball first. Uh so they go down and they, they score a touchdown. Um, uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They go down and kick a field goal. So they go down a screen pass for a 10-yard gain. Um, you know, just go down. Oh, yeah. So first and 10, I think it's – I don't remember what yard line they were. Uh, on Florida State's 44-yard line, yeah. Um, BJ gets his hands on Travis. It makes him throw it downfield uh, – Makes him throw it down the field for a penalty. So, loss of five yards. So, they back up. So, that's another time he got his hands on him. Yep. That's when that uh, ineligible receiver was downfield. That's right. The, the yeah. right tackle was yeah. all the way down the field. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if he was going to catch it or not. Yeah. Uh, so, so first and 15 on LSU's 44. Um, uh, Mike Jones missed a tackle that would have been a, nine, a loss of nine yards. And, but his second effort, Mike Jones sacks him for a loss of one. So, second and 16, soft zone coverage again. Uh, big number 14, catches the ball up the middle. Jay Ward doesn't wrap up, so 14 turns a, a 12-yard gain into a 24-yard gain. That was so frustrating because a lot of people that watch it, they were like, man, Jay Ward, dude, he come down and laid the wood all night, and I can't help but think of He didn't wrap tackle. up. He, he just – Dude, he, just, he went shoulder, shoulder in and bounced off of him. Yeah. I mean, when you 6'7", 235, you got to yeah, wrap Jay up Jay Ward, you ain't, you ain't hitting him. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, they go down uh, and they kick a field goal. So, they up they – up, uh, 10-3. So now LSU gets the ball with eight minutes left in the third for their fifth drive. 
of the game. Uh, and at this point in the game, Kayshawn only had two targets going into this drive. Only two targets all game. So we talking about we talking about midway through the third quarter and supposed to be your all American receivers only got two targets, which we was all frustrated at that, but after the way he played that game, and really nobody's mad at him. Nobody's mad at that that fact that he only got two targets. He probably should have got less than that. Um, so first and ten, uh Goodwin gets stopped in the backfield for one yard loss. Second and eleven, Daniels had one of his uh he overthrew uh, Mason Taylor. It would have been a fourteen yard gain to the outside. Uh third and so third and eleven. And that was probably his worst pass of the game, and there wasn't a lot of them. Yeah. We'll go over the stats later. Yeah, yeah. So third and eleven, uh holding penalty on uh Williams. Daniels completed a pass to Thomas for eight yards. It was really bad blocking scheme. Everybody went to the left and the blitz was coming from the right, and Williams just had to do whatever he could to just help Jade not get killed. And I guess he did a good job of that. Well they they did they uh, declined the penalty, so it's fourth and three. So they had to punt again, and LSU's punter uh, shanked it for only 31-yard punt. So just all in all, man, just going to the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, LSU's still not clicking at all. So LSU's uh, – so Florida State goes on their sixth drive with seven minutes to go in the third. They go down um, – they go down and score. But on <laughs> on third and ten, um, there's a little – there's a little uh, slant route to pick up first down, 14-yard gain. LSU rushed three defensive linemen. They blitzed Sage Ryan and Major Burns. Uh, Ryan, Sage Ryan was lined up over wide receiver number four, and he's the one who caught the ball. And they they dropped Jaquil and Roy in coverage. So why are you going to rush three defensive linemen, yeah. rush, blitz two corners, and drop a 300-pound lineman in coverage? Chad? Smart, smart. Smart move by Quarter Travis, by the way, because if Sage is on the wide receiver, you threw that. He threw it at where, where yeah, he, he yeah. threw it. He I come mean, from that side, so he threw it to that side. Yeah, I mean, why would you drop a – Was that the boundary defensive end? No, that was a defensive tackle they dropped in coverage. They dropped not, – not, not smart on <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I wasn't – so what I'm getting at is uh, – we'll get to it later, but I, I, so far I'm not impressed by Matt House at all. Okay. And uh, so first and 10, LSU's 33. Travis throws to number five in the end zone. Uh, had all day to throw it, by the way, but Gar- uh, Makai Garner was in coverage. Um, so second and 10, Converse is playing eight yards off the wide receiver. Uh, gives up the underneath route for seven-yard gain. Soft coverage again. Third and three. Um, at this point in the game, Travis was a seven for 10, six, six yards on third downs. It was seven for ten on third downs alone. Uh, that's, tra- that's heartbreaking. So third and three, Travis throws a twenty-seven yard touchdown while getting a drill <laughs> by Ali Gay, call for targeting Converse on the covers. The guy makes a one-handed catch. Right on uh, our bo- our boy Converse. Yeah, and uh, he didn't have terrible game, but we'll, like I said, we'll get to that. Um, okay, so now, like. LSU six drive and Kayshawn still has only two targets in the, in the game. By the way, yeah. So first and ten, Florida State's eighteen four twelve in the in the third. Butte drops a five yard pass that hits him right in the numbers. Okay. Um, second and ten, Florida State gets rough in the passer. Daniel misses Thomas by about five yards. Brian Thomas. That was one of another one of his bad throws. So. Um, Florida State at this point in the time they put on the 
TV that Florida State had 130 total yards in the third quarter, while LSU only had three so far. Yeah. That's bad. Um, so you keep going down. Uh, <sighs> quarterback, Jay Daniels ran a couple times. They get all the way down to the goal line on Florida State's eight. Uh, Daniels had a couple of good plays. They had a good catch from uh, uh, Kyron Lacey. Um, Mason Taylor had a catch. Jane Daniel had a quarterback keeper again. So, again, down to the goal line. Uh, and they, they ran the ball four times in a row by Noah Kane. Four times in a row. Scored on fourth down. Scored yeah, on fourth, fourth down. down. Fourth Kelly was goal. pissed because they, they called to look at the play yeah, from down yeah. wherever they, after they would have punched it in. Yeah. So, how many, at this time, Jay, how many catches does Boutte have? Zero. Zero catches. Three targets, zero catches. So, three targets, daddy. Two drops. Coming into this weekend, regardless of who we're playing, how many touches do you think they're going to get Butte by halftime? Is this the game plan, or is this something that they're going to try to fix? Come out for Southern? Against Southern. Southern, okay. Oh, they're going to try to fix it. And most of the problem was the receivers weren't getting open, and the linemen were not blocking very well at all. So it was a combination. Speaking of linemen, before Jay will get his notes back together, here's some stats from Pro Football Focus. If you uh, if you're you're big into football, you understand the in depth analysis, in depth stats. This is some stats on LSU's offensive line from Pro Football Focus. Yeah, we can do that. So, sorry, we're gonna ignore the rundown for a bit now that we started talking about PFF grades. Let's uh, let's go through some of these things. All right, so here is your starting offensive line: Will Campbell, fifty nine point five; Miles Frazier, fifty seven point two; Garrett Dellinger, fifty six point six. Anthony Bradford, 56.9. Cam Wire, 52.8. And Tremont Shorts, who came in for a bit, 59.1. So you did not have an offensive lineman grade above a 59. What? That is awful. Yeah. um, and, And now I have even more egg on my face because I am someone who despite the fact that we knew the O-line was going to be a the, the biggest weakness on the team entering this year, I did think they had improved to the point where that would not be the case, dude. So yet, here again, when it comes to LSU, I find myself woefully... So, what you heard there was Jacob Hester, famous tailback, fullback from LSU, and that was T-Ball Baber, who played... Yeah, two-year starter at a offensive line, played guard for a year, then he played center for a year. And, and uh, played he, on some great teams. He and he wasn't renowned as a, a very a, a great offensive lineman. He was pretty good for his two years. He said the worst grade he's ever had was a sixty-two. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for saying that. That's what I wanted to get at, Jay. Not known as a guy who could kind of play all around. He yeah, plugged yeah. and played when people got hurt. Yeah. Good LSU player, even yeah. better talk show host. <laughs> yeah. But he said he never scored below a sixty-two. Every single offensive lineman graded below sixty. Yeah, Daddy, are they gonna are there gonna be moves in practice? Are they gonna be trying different things on Saturday? It's not gonna be those same guys out there all game. Are they gonna are are they gonna try different? Would you try different combos this weekend? Is what I'm getting. Oh at? no doubt, hundred percent. I think you're gonna maybe see different combos on on almost every drive just to see who gels the best in the front uh, for that offensive line. Because there was not a lot of gelling for Florida State. We're gonna get back into game flow. Jay, go ahead. Um, so we left off LSU scored in the end zone, uh, going down 10 to, 10 to 17, uh, with right at the end of the third quarter, eight seconds left. So, uh, Florida state, their seventh drive of the game, they go on a 12 play 79 yard 
a six minute drive. Uh, they convert, you know, two first downs again. Um, they threw a lot on first downs. I mean, I'm sorry, converted two third downs. I'm sorry. Um, so they got, you know, a little misdirection run. Uh, got them picked up eight. Uh, Travis extends plays and completes a pass for 25 yards on the first and 15. Um, second and 10 on LSU's 44-yard line. Travis avoids a sack, extends a play, jumps into Jaquil and Roy, and, uh, and it's a jump pass and 15 yards to the middle of the field to number 14 again, big boy. Yep. So it's just, it's just seemed the same theme over and over and over, man. Uh, first and 10, LSU's 29, uh, uh, end around jet sweep to number wide receiver number five, gain of 15 yards. Uh, second and uh, second and eight, later on down that drive, Travis throws a strike to tight end uh, 85 for seven yard. LSU was in salt zone again. They was backed off the line of scrimmage again. So as soon as Noah Kane scores a touchdown, they answer back with a touchdown? They answer back with a touchdown, man. So, so go All down. hope is seeming – it's starting to glimmer away just a little bit at this moment. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like we could never, yeah, so we could never. So ain't. Twenty-four to twenty-four to ten. Okay. Okay. Fourth quarter. LSU gets the ball. Their seventh drive. So, uh, first and ten, nine-yard catch from Jenkins from Daniels. A uh, really good throw. Uh, second and one. Daniels throws over the top of Noah Kane. Uh, you know, it was kind of a little running back, little uh, swing route or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so third and one, nine-yard run by Kane up the middle, which is probably his best run of the night. Um, first and 10 at LSU's 43, Daniels, uh, five yard pass to Besh. That was, I think that was his only catch of the night. Uh, second and five, there's a four man, uh, rush quarterback. I mean, linebacker was in spot coverage. Daniels, uh, tucks it and tries to run, but then rushes the throw to Kane and, uh, to try to avoid the sack, which was, so that was, he did a good job there. Uh, you know, he, he tucked it and run to try to escape. Then when he got to the line of scrimmage, he tried to throw it to, uh, uh, Kane and just kind of, you know, mishandled it. So no, no, no bad, no loss there. Third and five, a little five-yard pass to Thomas. Uh, gives him a first down. So we're on LSU, on FSU's forty-seven-yard uh, line. Goodwin runs a little four-yard run. So seven minutes to go in the game, and Kayshawn has zero catches and three targets so far. Um, third and six, Daniels avoids a sack and picks up uh, five yards. He rushes. Third and one, good one. Gets tackled in the backfield for one-yard loss. So, LSU uses their first timeout. So, second and two, they get a little seven-yard pass over the middle to Kayshawn, his first catch of the game with five minutes and 33 to go left in the game. Was that on fourth down? Fourth and two, yeah. Yep. Big big play. Uh, first, uh, first and ten, four-yard pass to Mason Taylor. Second and six, uh, Kayshawn drops another ball that hits him right in the hands. See so – he cut across the middle. Daniels pumped at him, and then Kayshawn kind of took his eyes off of it and then ran a little further and turned around and looked. First down, Jaden throws it to him, just drops it. Kayshawn drops it, man. Hits him in the hands. Hits him right in the hands, man. Uh, so third and six, seven-yard pass to Jenkins for first down. First and ten, Daniels threw it behind Noah Kane again on a little out route. Um, and then second and ten, FSU's 20, uh, Florida State's 22-yard line, four minutes left to go in the game. Daniels throws a, a strike to uh, Dre Jenkins for a 22-yard uh, catch and run for a touchdown. So it's 
Florida State 24, LSU 17 with four minutes to go in the game. And and we're feeling better. Feeling better. Getting pumped up. The dome's getting louder. LSU chants are starting. Um, so right out of the gate. So LSU kicks it off. Harold Perkins, who changed his number, by the way, because I didn't know who it was because I kept seeing – kept seeing 10 all camp. Yeah, it was number 10 all camp. And then, like, this last week he changed his number 40. And I kept seeing him making plays on special teams. I said, man, who is that number 40, man? He is fast and physical. And then finally they showed him, and it's Perkins on the back, so I knew who it was. He uh, This kick, by the way, he that's the one where he got the penalty uh, on kickoff. Because he bitch slapped the dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he bear-pawed him in the air. Yeah, I talked to uh, Chance Doxy, and Chance Doxy, he don't know this for sure, but he swears that that guy, that white guy said a racial slur to Harold <laughs> Perkins to yeah. provoke him. So and, I'm just going to go with that. And we're going we're gonna to dive deeper into that. Thank you, Doxy. <laughs> that piece of shit. Hey, whenever he said Perkins bitch-slapped him for <laughs> Yeah, he said he bear-pawed him in the, <laughs> in the ear hole. The ear canal. Yeah. So anyway, so first and 10 is one-yard run by uh, running back number eight, uh, second and nine, wide receiver reverse for four yards. Third and five, BJ gets to Travis to force him to uh, make a bad throw. So this was the, this was the first time that LSU has forced Florida State to a three and out all game long. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Whenever I whenever I heard that the next morning, because it all comes around together. We're in New Orleans, we're drunk, we're having a good time. I was like, "Are you? Fu- it really fucking was." Yeah, first time they forced him to a three and out. Jesus. So, so two minutes and fifteen seconds left. Florida State punts the ball to neighbors. Neighbors muffs the punt. Again. Again. And Brian uh, Kelly said that was 100% yeah. his choice. Yeah. He, uh, he and, went and back to him. That was his call. And so Florida State gets the ball on the eight-yard line. Man. So that was the time that I, I hate to say this in a minute, but that was a time when me and uh, Robbie, we left, the, we left the building. I said, man, I, I had enough. There's, I mean, eight yards out. So first and goal uh, on the eight-yard, four-yard run by number eight. Second and goal, three-yard run by number eight. Third and goal. Travis makes a bad pitch to the running back, uh, causing him to fumble. LSU recovers on the one yard line. I had, I had rim and I was getting PTSD of Les Miles running the pitch back. Dive. Oh yeah, so here we are. LSU's, We're back. LSU's eighth drive. It was Jennings, Arkansas, 2014. All we had to do was go 99 yards, and we didn't talk about that in the Arkansas podcast. We did talk about that. <laughs> so here we go, baby. Uh, first and 10, one yard, seven yard pass to neighbors. So he went right back to neighbors to keep his confidence, man. That's good. That's good uh, Good coaching by, by uh, Bryant uh, Kelly. Second and three, another seven yard pass to neighbors. First and 10, LSU's 15, 59 seconds to go. Daniels avoids a sack from the right side again from wire, if you ever had to guess. It yep. runs 14 yards to the 29 yard line. First and 10, 41 seconds, one timeout left. Daniel, uh, Daniel threw the ball. Off his back foot while defense was right in his face for a first down to Kayshawn for a 13 yard gain. Really, really good play. First and 10. LSU's 42. 37 seconds. 10 yard pass to Brian Thomas. Does a great job of staying in bounds. That's when he kind of skipped the one foot and stayed in bounds. Yep. Okay. First and 10 again. Uh, Florida State's 48. 29 seconds. Daniels gets sacked from the right side. Cam Wire gave Cam Wire, they rushed three. They Cam rushed Wire three. didn't even push help for help inside. Yeah. Got beat on the outside. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. So, okay, second and 15. LSU's 47, 25 seconds left. Daniels avoids a sack and runs for 23 yards to get to uh, Florida State's 29-yard line. First and 10, he spikes it. Second and uh, 10, 10-yard 10 pass at Thomas. 
and then he gets out of bounds. Thomas so, played his ass off. Yeah, Thomas did really good. Mason Taylor played his ass off. Yeah, uh, first and 10 uh, on Florida State's 19-yard line, 10 seconds left. Daniels throws it to Mason Taylor for a gain of 17 yards. And they, they called it that he was out of bounds, but they go back and look, his knee was in bounds. But since they stopped the play, they gave LSU one more play. So first and goal, two-yard line with one second left. Daniel sits in the pocket. Wyatt collapses around and lets the play develop. Throws it to Dre Jenkins. So I think it was his second, uh, third, second read. or third read. Third yeah. read. Yeah. So for a touchdown, and then I mean, you know the rest. They, With they the went. offensive line in his lap, you know the rest of the story. Yeah. It was deflating for the team. It was deflating for the fan base. It was demoralizing. We were the three-point favorite. We're going to go into our final thoughts. My final thoughts of the game are, are I'm mad. I'm mad that I thought we would play better. I'm mad at Brian Polian for special teams. I'm mad at Kayshawn for his body language on the sideline, which, which I know a lot of people were. I'm, I'm mad that people were calling out Jaden Daniels like he didn't just put the team on his fucking back. Jay, Jay, give me his stats, his passing stats. He was 26 for 35 with 209 yards, two touchdowns with an 84 QBR. Jay, what was his – Hey, was, hold on, hold on. Check the QBR for uh, Jordan Travis right there. 83.4. So, Jaden Daniels had a better QBR. Listen listen to whenever Pro Football Focus uh, did his, his, his completion percentage after all the drops. Jay, you have that stat? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he, if Keishawn wanted, well, Keishawn dropped three balls and then wasn't looking at one. So I guess you say four drops, but technically it's three drops. And he looked at, uh, and he's looking at, wasn't looking at one. He got hit in the stomach. We counting that four. <laughs> okay. So if you count all four of them, he would have been 30 for 35 with uh, 262 yards and four touchdowns and no interceptions. On top of the 114 yards, but that's his net. He really got sacked and lost 14 yeah, yeah. yards. He really rushed. For 128 yards. Yeah. The dude put his team on the back. If you're going to slander Jaden Daniels, I will call your bitch ass out. I did it to guys at work all week. I've done it on the internet. The so, dude pl- did every possible thing he could do and got more comfortable so, as the game went on. That's all, that's, so, really, that should be almost 300 yards. of uh, No, no. That should be almost uh, 400 yards of total offense. Should have been. By itself. With zero run game. That, that would have been probably the best start of any quarterback LSU's ever has, first start ever. So what we're saying is this is a pro Jaden Daniels podcast. We are on Team Jaden. Oh, yeah. If Daddy, how many sacks do uh, does Miles Brennan take in this game? Oh, probably 12, and 13. That, and that, and that, we was going to go final thoughts, and that's what I was going to say, that I've always been a I've been I've said on the podcast I was pro Miles before all the starters named and everything before he trans, or opted out of football. I was pro Miles, and I, I, I went on this record saying that Miles had been a quarterback last year. We'd have won three more games. I really believe that. If Miles had been playing this game, LSU probably would, it probably would have been you know thirty one to six or thirty one to three. LSU would have lost the game big time. That takes, so that takes offense, offense, not not because of Miles. I mean yes, but the offensive line was so bad that he he wouldn't have been on escape and he he don't run a four or five like Correct. Daniels. Correct. And that's I mean that's not knock on him. It's just Jaden's is that good. It's all situational. In this yeah, situation, yeah. Jaden Daniels yes, was able yes, to flourish. In. Yes. And, and in and a situation want, with a great yeah. offensive line, Miles could throw for a lot. Yeah, and people want to talk about his inaccuracy. Thirty for miss 30, me with that. Thirty for th- he only threw out of thirty-five balls. He only threw four bad passes. One of them he had to get away with. He had to get away before he got sacked. So I don't no. count that. 
when he had a feet set and throw the ball, he threw four bad passes out of 35. If someone tells you – Not even close to being intercepted, by the way. Not one of them. Not even close. No. If someone tells you Jaden Daniels is a run first or is quarterback or is a inaccurate passer, you send them on our link and listen to this shit. You know, he – you'd almost have to say that he's a dual threat, but I almost say that he's a – he's like a an athletic uh, – Pro style guy, man. He's not. He's not a. You know, he's. They didn't have out of all the plays they had. They only had what I named three design quarterback runs for him. That's it. Three dual threat has become over time a running meaning a running quarterback. But dual threat is supposed to mean you are a threat on both. Yeah. To so I, both. So he's I think, a true dual threat. So he's true dual threat. You know, like man, Daddy, your last thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, just um, not good offensive line play. We had no – I don't know what was going on with Brian Kelly, and we didn't even try to establish a running game. And when we did, all we did was run zone. So that's telling me that we don't trust in our offensive linemen in, in pulling and running power or counter or anything like that. Uh, Jaden Daniels played a hell of a game, as everybody should know, and uh, we just got to establish a running game or try to. Okay. Okay. I'm excited because we got Southern this week. There's not even a look at the end of the day. There's not even a line in Vegas on this game, and uh, that means LSU is more than likely over a 50 point favorite. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're uh, there's a lot of things to work on. We have time to work on them this weekend. It's going to help. This game sold out, by the way. It gets me kind of fired up. Uh, da- uh, Jay, who is your winner of the week this weekend for the game? Well, yeah, I just I, I want to go through the, my final thoughts one one last time. I just kind of touched what you was on, but um. Uh, so, so my final thought: We talked about Jaden and, and and talked about how good he we he should have played and did play. Uh, but uh, the wide receivers I thought that played the best was Dre Jenkins and uh, Brian Thomas, no doubt. Uh, that that was the wide receivers that played best in my my eyes. Uh, Mason Taylor is really good. <laughs> that was one of my uh, old Taylor's fin to be on the back burner. <laughs> yeah, he's about to be. I know he was listed number one on the yeah, uh, depth chart, but you saw who played the game. Yeah, he he looks the part. He plays the part. He, he's a uh, his aunt's pretty good looking. Aunt's smoking. <laughs> uh, offensive line uh, needs a lot of work, especially on the right side with Cam Moore. They need a lot of work. Um, so, and, and another thing, Jaden Daniels is the best runner on the team and can't be once SEC play. Uh, so, hopefully, when when Emory comes back after Game Two and the Mississippi State game, that that will help him out some. The, the, the reason why I say he can't be the best runner is because he just can't keep running the ball like that in the SEC. He's, he's going to get hurt, and and we don't need that. I agree. So then I move on to the defense. Uh, defensive line wasn't even close to being as good as advertised. And uh, I talked to uh, a friend of the podcast. Me and Rob both play softball with him, uh, uh, Mr. Dentrick Crashan. He's a all state offensive lineman in high school, four year uh, player at uh, like McNeese. First team like all decade for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's all knows his shit. Offensive lineman. And he says that the defensive line was. The narrative was that they were so good is because they was uh, going against our shitty uh, offensive line, and that's a pretty good point. I, I agree. So it, that's what I said. He made a good point. That's why I wanted to mention. They him. did not dominate like we. Th- no, we not even close, man. Their defensive line looked better than our. That is a fact line, for sure. Uh, Major Burns looked really good. Um, Jay Ward kind of looked good at flashes, but Mer- Burns was a better safety out of the two. Makai Garner and uh, Colby Richardson from McNeese uh, looked. Looked like the best two corners on the team. Banks was in a seven. Banks was in street clothes, by the I way. I saw that. I saw no pads on the sideline. Uh, so 
uh, I said earlier, Matt House needs to quit lining them up ten yard on soft zone uh, where the cornerbacks are ten yards from the line of scrimmage and let let them get man up in your face. That's what LSU. I'm not. I say that they're used to, but you're used to seeing that from the athletes that LSU has. Uh, in Florida State, they just LSU's got to get them off the field. They was eleven for seventeen on third downs, and five of those third downs come on a third and six and longer. And uh, they just and plus they need to get better play out of their linebackers. Mike Jones, who everybody bragged about. Best interviewer and all this stuff. Team captain of the year. Had one tackle. Yep. One tackle. I know Jay Ward and uh and Mr. Burns led our team in tackling. Yeah, and that, that's not good when your safeties are that's not good. No, it means man. they're it means they're beyond the second the second wave of defense. I mean it's different when you know they're bringing a safety up and like Jamal Adams and let him do whatever he wants. And uh so but so that that this this marks Rob the third home op- not third home, but third opener. That LSU has lost. Okay. So I looked it back up. I looked it up on online. Since 1996 to 2019, how many openers, Daddy, you think LSU has lost? Two. Two. 2016, they lost to Wisconsin in Lambeau. And 2002, at Virginia, number 16, Virginia Tech. You have to go all the way back from 91 to 95. LSU lost uh, five games in a row, the openers. Uh, Four of them was the A&M, who were all ranked in the top 15, and one was at Georgia in 1991. So that's three openers they lost in a row. That is absolutely heartbreaking. All right, real quick, I'm going to go through Brian Kelly's press conference on Monday, and uh, then we're going to cover the Brian Kelly show, on uh, which is on Thursday night from 7 to 8. We'll touch on uh, on that. Real quick, Monday press, con- uh, press conference. It was noon, uh, September the 6th. The big story coming out coming out out of that was that lovely lady Miss Leah Van or whatever her name was yeah, gave the, for the advocate yeah for the advocate gave all the bad press to LSU this week by being a f- a terrible okay. terrible person. Look, I don't I know they said the vibe in there wasn't all like that, but look, know your know your surroundings, know yourself. You like uh, Jordy Collada said Shay Dixon was sitting next to her and was melting in his chair just hoping not to catch a ricochet. The reason why it was so awkward in there is because you said some dumb shit. And all it did was bring bad press for the next three days on Brian Kelly like he fucking needed that after this after this game. Well, anyways, he starts off talking about Southern. Uh, he says their quarterback is, a, is, a, is elusive. They dominated the team. Uh, Florida community, 86 to nothing. Said it was a short week. They did film study, scout week, and medical all on Monday because, you know, they played on Sunday. He says it feels like there's some easy fixes on the defense, uh, some third down eye discipline. They have to do a better coaching. And he says, uh, I'm not here to give coach speech. We have to do a better job. Took, took ownership of it, which you love to see. He said his team displayed grit, character. It was not pretty, but the team and staff will be held accountable. He confirmed the Mason uh, Smith ACL tear out for the season. Uh, then he was talking about Jaden Daniels. He said the defense was in man a lot, and he didn't recognize the coverage as much. But when he did get it, he made him pay for it. And says that's something they can coach him up on and make sure that that's more that he recognizes that and can take advantage for the whole game instead of the second half of the game. Then he was asked, "Were you? Did you talk to Kayshawn?" He said, "Yes. His standard is so high. He hadn't played in a while. He's not worried about him. He's never been in a situation before where he wasn't shining on the football field. And he, you know, he let his emotions get the best of him. If you just watch the game, you saw that. He was asked about Makai Wingo. He said he's a great leader. Won the SWAT team points again." Yeah, defensive lineman that uh, come from Missouri. Yeah, he's going to be taking Mr. Uh, Mason Smith's spot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's a little bit shorter, but he was the highest-rated player in the transfer portal that we got out of the transfer portal. Little fun fact. So uh, going in from that, it was he was asked, "Are you alarmed about special teams?" And uh, he said they talked about Malik Muffin, and BK said he chose to stay with him. So neighbors uh, drops Muffs two punts. Kelly takes full responsibility takes full responsibility for that. Said that he went with him. It was his choice to go back to him. And uh, and then the next question was, did he ever consider Nuss? He said they never talked about putting us in the game, and J- N- Jaden is our number one right now. Next question on the press conference on Monday, thoughts on the secondary. He said the corners played good. Reverse was unacceptable. Safety's got to be committed to play and uh, communicate better. The uh, Like Jay said earlier, Makai, eye discipline got beat. Keys to get the run game going. He said run game is effective. Went over four yards of carry, which doesn't need to be said, but – Said that uh, they need to uh, says they need to grow. Says there's a lot of pieces that need to be fixed. So he took accountability for the running game. Uh, he was asked about recruiting in the football season. He said, "Year one, I need to be around our team as much as possible. So I'm not going to be recruiting as much, but he has guys that will take care of it." Next question was, so next question was, uh, Joe Fouché, will he be? Uh, what's the the status on him? And he laughed and jokingly said, "He'll be back this year." That's all he could say. He has no idea if the suspension is going to be two games, if it's going to be four games. A lot of people are saying four. Yeah, everybody's saying four, but we don't know for sure. No one for sure. So he a, just jokingly laughs that he will be I back. I think it was an year. hour shortages. Yep, it, not all. They said he took 30 hours a summer. Well, and not <laughs> all of the hours that you take at Arkansas transfer to LSU. Yeah. So I know he had some issues with shortages and they're trying to get it fixed, but he'll play this year. Uh, second to last question on the Monday presser was, Ask about the linebacker performance. He said, third down, they have to do better. They need to tackle better. They need to blitz better. And he said, we got to get them better. Took a lot of ownership on – Jay mentioned earlier about the linebackers needing to play better. Uh, it's really tough when Major Burns and Jay Ward are your leading tacklers. You would have loved to have seen uh, the Baskervilles, Jones. the Mike Jones, uh, those guys. But Greg Penn. That, those stats of your safeties being your leading tacklers talks miles about your third down problem you had. All right, last question. He said, uh, "I mean, they were not they were holding they were not holding back on him on the Monday presser." They ask, uh, "How so many times they rush three and you still give up sacks?" He said, "O line awareness. Uh, o line was doing the best they can, and that to me that spoke volumes." What he was saying is, "We don't have a very good offensive line." He said that. He said oh, they need better awareness. We need to coach them better, but they were doing the best they can. He said, uh, "They're gonna." They uh they're gonna look to build and build a better relationship together. Daddy mentioned that earlier about the they're gonna plug in different spots and let the offensive line see who gels the best. Yeah, I think I read where uh, they're gonna try to move Dellinger from center to right tackle, and they're gonna move Charles Turner to center this week. Let's go! I'm here for all of the options. Yeah, got it, got, Mississippi got State's to. next week. Got to use them. Got to use these options yeah, so, and put them in yeah, this week. This week will be about you know pretty much LSU fixing themselves. Not really playing Southern. Fixing their self. You got Mississippi State coming into Tiger Stadium for a night game. If you get the win there, which we all know is possible, we've seen some upside on this team. If you win, then you have another gimme, New Mexico. You, We've seen the progress that this team made in the first half of one game. Mm-hmm. How much progress can they have in three more games? I'm fired up about that. The next thing you know, it's, it's showtime. Go to Auburn. And yeah. the season will not get easier. So – that was Brian Kelly's Monday press conference. We're going to get right into the Brian Kelly show, which is Thursday nights at DJ Ribs. We're going to talk about it right now. All right, we're going straight into – we just listened to Brian Kelly, the Brian Kelly show on Thursday night. 
And uh, I'm going to run through it real quick. Uh, I'm not going to take a whole lot of time. He said they have to coach better and play better. We've already talked about that. Special teams, third downs, uh, offense, poor execution in the first half uh, on offense. He said they practiced a lot better this week. What was the difference in the first or fourth quarter uh, that was different? Like what happened uh, in the fourth quarter that was so different in the first or third? He said, uh, don't forget, first and goal. We were first and goal from the eight. There was a high snap. Uh, they settled for a field goal. That was normally that's normally seven. Then there was a blocked field goal and a block extra point at the end of the game. He's, you know, so that's another uh, eleven. I mean, that's eleven points on board that 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 we're normally used to, but they didn't happen. So there's things they need to fix. But he said tempo helped Jaden, and he could tell he liked it, and it suits his game a lot. He was asked uh, by Jordy Gordy Rush on the sideline, was uh, Jaden scrambling too much? He said, uh, we did a. Uh, we did a lot of work this week on recognizing defense, and that's going to help a lot. I know I mentioned that earlier. Next was the big picture with the uh, defense moving forward. What did they work on? He said tandem safeties need to communicate better and tackle better. It was an issue, but they worked on it. Down. Uh, next question was down 14 points uh, twice on two occasions. You know that that did that. What did that say about your team? He said it, it showed he praised their grit, but he wants to start better. He said the team learned a lot of lessons, and on a uh, and what, what counts is how we execute on trusting what we're taught. Next question was a fan question. He said, will you see more 12 and 21 personnel? Uh, he said, yeah, we're going to see more 12, but the QB needs to recognize uh, coverage, and that's going to help help us because they don't want to just be in 12 personnel and know that they're, you know, they, they want to run more than uh, 12 personnel is one running back and two tight ends, correct, Daddy? Correct. Yeah. So what they're saying, what he's saying is we don't want to be in that and to be in max protection with the 12 tight ends. We yeah, want to be, be able to they put these be, tight ends out. Yeah, they want to be predictable every play, be That's 12 right. personnel every play. You can't, you can't do that. That's right. So he said the way we do that is we're going to help Jaden recognize more, and that's going to help us. And what did you say, Chaz? Yeah, the, you said? the whole deal with him not recognizing cover one and man was they never saw that in the, uh, in the Pac-12 when yeah. he was at Arizona State Yeah, because they didn't have the, the Jimmys and the Joes over there like they do in the SEC. That's, that's a you and me on the silent elite. I got the athletes to cover your athletes. Yeah. You see a lot more of that in the SEC, I would think. Right, Daddy? No doubt. Yeah, and Florida State has the athletes. Uh, mo- usually has athletes, I guess, uh, SEC schools too. So next question was, what will change on special teams? He said, listen, we're going to evaluate everything and anything, and we're going to do what we can schematically to make it easier. He said, there will be changes. Trust me. Hmm. Uh what can simulate in practice for a fast start? Because he said all week that he wants to get started faster. He said we can do 11-on-11 11 11 periods, could be done earlier. But basically the team needs to have the urgency at the beginning of the game. He th- he kept What he's saying is he thought they were real lack- lackadaisical at the beginning. He thought they were going to go through – they thought they were going to go through the motions and just win this fucker, and it didn't happen. So he said, you know, he mentioned flipping a switch, and uh, that's what they need to do. He was asked about did he think about doing the two-point conversion – uh, he gave uh, the stats of their analytics say that that extra point was 96%. Their analytics showed that the two-point conversion was 47%. He said he felt like their defense was tired. We had them on their, uh, on their, on their toes, and he wanted to take the 96% extra point, get into overtime where we had all the momentum. Remember, we scored 13 points in the fourth quarter and outscored them in the second half. So – Next question, 
uh, well, he, he praised Mason Taylor for his awareness and Jaden on going through his progressions and Mason obviously being a freshman who is going to play all year long unless he gets hurt. Cole Taylor definitely is going to be down on the depth chart. He was asked who were the leaders on the team. The yearly, the yearly captains, you already know, he mentioned BJ, Mike Jones, and Ollie Gay. He says uh, the team, is uh, they're all learning to hold each other accountable as we speak. Then they talked about Jeray Jenkins for a while. He said, uh, my exposure to Jeray Jenkins, this was really interesting. Maybe the most interesting thing that I heard on the uh, tonight, tonight show. He said, my exposure to Jeray Jenkins was that he was going to the NFL. He, the last he, he knew Jeray caught the ball to beat Texas A&M mm-hmm. coming into LSU. He said he was gone. He said they went to his house. Where does he? Where is he from, Jay? Gina. Went to his house from in Gina, Louisiana, and re-recruited him. He convinced him that he's going to help him learn special teams, and that'll help him be more valuable and help his draft stock. And his hours were so close to graduating. Also, how big of a deal that is. Yeah, he's a uh, Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable always made big plays when we needed him. Yeah, never had the drop. Don't hurt that he's a uh, six four, six three, six four. No. Seems to be a great <laughs> kid too. Yeah. So. Almost my uh, my line from favorite player Jack Besh is starting to move, starting to swing towards Drake Jenkins. Oh man! <laughs> so, tip, uh, and let, let the record show. I know if you follow me on any kind of social media, I've been sucking Jaden Daniels off. He is my favorite player. I love. Jay. I am team Jaden Daniels. Jay knows me and Jay have gotten arguments as friends. I want arguments about dual threat quarterbacks in general. Not this is years. I'm talking about for years. Yeah, I have right. always in college football. Um, Loved a dual threat quarterback because I've seen dudes like that just stick out in my mind like Terrell Pryor and dudes who absolutely gash you and there's it feels unguardable sometimes and that's how Jaden Daniels felt this weekend. Yeah, I know Florida State felt the the pain of we can't do nothing to stop this motherfucker. Let the record show I'm ten and one those arguments. Let the record show. you probably are. <laughs> no, I don't know. You probably are. We all we I've always loved a dual threat quarterback. So yeah, he looks good, man. All right, so he's my favorite player. On to uh, Brian Kelly talked about today's practice was great. The game this weekend, uh, it's going to be exciting. The game, I saw a stat that – I mean, I saw uh, an artwork that it sold out. He was asked some pretty tough questions at the end. He said, will there – somebody asked, will there be changes in personnel? He said, after a loss, look, this is tough. But coaches will be looking to make moves, and you will see changes. That's his exact words. Uh, Special team, uh, was there any special – time that you spent on certain things this week and what would it be he said it was tackling uh and but but most of all it's what we're doing in meetings we need to carry it over to practice so there's something that's going missing in between the meetings and practice and them not converting it but they really worked on that this week he was asked about uh malik struggling and then going back to him jay already touched on that how mike dembrock made the call in to go straight to him like twice on that last drive especially early as soon as he dropped the punt. Yeah, keep his confidence up, man. Yeah, he's going to be a big part of this team. He's he's a special athlete, man. He, I mean, I still think he's a little raw, uh, but I think he's one of the better one receivers on the team. Um, and he ain't going nowhere, people. No, he ain't going nowhere. So, uh, and then the next question would, you know, because Jack Besh, and let, look, let's just call a spade a spade. Jack Besh is an athletic, white, skill position player, so LSU fans are going to like him. Yeah. I, I'm just, that it is what it is. Uh, so he, they were asked about a fan asked about Jack Besh and, uh, and, uh, Brian Kelly said, look, he had a stress fracture in camp, which we kind of knew about if you're in, really in the details, but he said, he's been awesome. And he said that stress fracture held him out for over half of camp, but he said, he's been awesome and they've been holding him back, but you will see a lot more of him because he seemed to have turned the corner. So Brian Brown, 
see me in the store today and he said, uh, I told, tell Rob I was right on that. So you just heard Brian, that Brian Kelly said a lot more best to come. So you better eat your heart out, boy. Here comes Besh, Brian. Besh, I'm from Louisiana. Hey, Brett, Besh is going to score the first touchdown this game, and Brian Brown's going to be pissed. <laughs> Shout out, Brian. Love you, man. Yeah. All right. You, we broke down the press conference on Monday. We broke down the Brian Kelly show today. Jay wanted to start talking games on these midweek episodes, and I'm here for it because you boy gambling. That's all there is to it. I look forward to it. I live for it. So, Jay, give us some week one games. We're going to talk about them, and then we'll go into week two. Yeah. Uh, so I was just uh, talking about uh, so Thursday they had a pretty good matchup West Virginia uh, uh, at Pitt man um, did y'all, y'all get a chance to watch it yes and I had yes. West Virginia and the points covered by half a point um, West Virginia beat them by uh, only by seven 31 uh, 38 30, 31 at the end of the game daddy I had seven and a half JT Daniels uh, threw an interception late it wasn't even as fault as off the, the wide receiver's hand and just here, here you go DB and Pick six, man. Um, so and then, what hey, about Jane Daniels throwing late down the middle of the field, and it was ruled down on fourth down. It the ball hit the turf. Uh, yeah. That was J T. Daniels to come back and try yeah, to tie yeah, the yeah, game. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, you had me confused. Uh, Jaden Daniels, J T. Daniels. You had me uh, messed sorry, up. J T. Daniels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the first game out of the uh, out of the gates was um, was uh, Sam Houston and uh, Texas A and M. It was a big time weather delay, so I didn't really finish that one. But Daddy, give his uh, expert analysis on that. I'm just gonna tell you, uh, A&M looked about as good as LSU did in the first three quarters. I, I did watch a little bit because I had <laughs> A&M in a parlay. But to be honest, I thought Sam Houston coming off of uh, they were like 11 and one last year. Yeah, and they might have won the D2 national championship or whatever they they play in. I, I'm 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 almost. I think they lost. I think they, they lost, lost in the semis. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So anyway. Um. I seen uh, LSU Barstool tweeted um, that Queen Elizabeth last time she seen A and M win national championship was when she was fourteen. Jesus Christ! And she was waiting a, on them to win another one. What a tweet! And she uh, she ended up after watching the first game, she said, "The hell with it." She died. <laughs> <laughs> she died off. <laughs> so the game was thirty-one nothing. Yeah. Bearcat uh, Bearcats couldn't even get a goddamn point. You piece of yeah. shit. So uh, and then another one I wanted. Uh, then the next one was. Um, um, NC State, East Carolina, uh, number thirteen, East uh, NC State at East Carolina. Man, that's crazy to me. So uh, that, that game was wild. Yeah, and you know they got me thinking. North Carolina, I'm gonna go down after a while. Well, I was North Carolina played App State, and uh, North Carolina at App State, and then uh, NC State at East Carolina. So that's two all in the same state. Two bigger schools playing two smaller schools. Yep. I looked up, man, since 1991, the smallest school LSU has ever played at is uh, at Tulane. That's, Where did they, they play at the Superdome? Or the, yeah, I think they played at Superdome or something, but so I'm saying – They just now built their other stadium. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, they've, they've never played uh, at Louisiana Tech. They've never played at ULL. I remember a couple years ago we were talking about how Missouri played at Arkansas State, and we were like, man – Or Mississippi fucking... State played at uh, Louisiana Tech. At, that? Louis- at La Tech. How did – Mississippi State also State. played at ULL, too. Uh, they played that in Superdome. Did they play in Superdome? Yeah, that game was in Superdome. So, I remember watching. I'm just saying, like they've they've never else. You've never traveled right. anywhere. Right. Tulane back in the, in the early '90s. Logistically, you can't do it, and I'm glad they've never done. No, it. I mean you've seen Lake Charles just for baseball. Yeah, baseball. Games. Yeah, they had, it's unbelievable. They, they seat what? They, what do they seat? About a 
You remember, remember we had seats and it was, we didn't. Yeah, it was thirty five hundred seats. seats or something like that, and it, they they allowed nine thousand people in there. Yeah, we had seats to sit. Yeah. in the concourse. I was, the, I was one of the first ones to buy tickets. Me too. And I mean, we went together. Yeah, and uh, we had to stand up. We had to stand up the down, whole time. way down the first baseline. Didn't even hardly see nothing. And watch Zach Hess get racked, rocked. <laughs> yeah. rocked. So so uh, yeah so uh, um so North Carolina played App State, uh, which is uh North Carolina won sixty three sixty one. And Appalachian State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. Okay, so That's crazy. all my gamblers out there, the over-under, shout-out Moomaw, this was his lock of the week, the over-under was set at 60 in that game. One team broke, they doubled the over-under. <laughs> yeah. That was a very good lock of the week. So, so and then another one, uh, the one of the better, supposed to be one of the better games of the week, uh, week one was uh, number 11 Georgia, had to travel to uh, the Georgia Dome to play uh, number three Georgia. So it was a, uh, Georgia ended up uh, steamrolling them. Um, played, 40, played 40. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. What did I say? Uh, Georgia again. Oh, yeah. They played uh, Oregon uh, at Georgia Dome, the number three uh, Georgia. They played they, – Georgia beat them 49-3, man. You make Georgia Look. number one. In <laughs> now. And Georgia <laughs> – the rest of college football better hope that Oregon's underrated. Well, overrated. was overrated. You I better. think it's – I think this game is both. I think Oregon is not going to be that good this year. And I think they're going to win eight eight games or whatever. Yeah, the Pac-12. eight or nine games. Yeah. But let me tell you something, Kat. Georgia's a fucking wagon again. Man. They are a fucking and, wagon. Bennett like, looks as comfortable. And like uh, Aaron Murray. Stutson Bennett. Yeah, Stutson Bennett. I like that one. He had 370 yards, two touchdowns, 25 for 31. And they I are mean, deep. Kirby's been recruiting his ass off for oh, five man. years. They they're, are a fucking they're wagon. So, they're so deep at a uh, tight end that – Arik Gilbert, who was one of the highest-rated tight ends of all time in 247 recruiting, didn't get a snap. Who came to play. LSU and yeah. he played every snap for it Yeah, as so. a freshman. Oh, man, that's crazy. So uh, Cincinnati traveled to Arkansas, number 23 Cincinnati, lost by seven to uh, number 19 Arkansas. I think. Interesting this week to see if Cincinnati's better than what we thought they'd be Yeah, because we're going to see when Arkansas plays South Carolina and Spencer Rattler. Yeah, A lot of people are thinking Cincinnati's made Arkansas look a little worse because they're still pretty good. I don't know that. I'm going to see. I don't know yet. One of the biggest upset was number seven, Utah, traveled to uh, unranked Florida and lost uh, 26-29. So that was a a big one. AR-15. Yeah. uh, Who you heard me say on this podcast has as much upside as anybody in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, Number five, Notre Dame, uh, lost at number two, Ohio State, 21-10. And Notre Dame, their defense looked pretty good because Ohio State was – Said by a lot of talking heads that they're one of the best uh, offenses in the country. I, I have them picked to win the Natty, and, and they looked a little underwhelming. And Notre Dame's offense was just atrocious, man. So Marcus Freeman's zero and two as a head coach. All I heard back, all I heard was, and they got Tommy Reese still an offensive coordinator. Oh, Notre yeah. Dame's still going to be good. Uh, look, oh, yeah. I don't know if over Ohio State's going to be overrated or, or or what. We're going to let that'll play out this year. But Notre Dame, uh, he didn't score any points in the second half. So two more other games that I want to touch on. Uh, South Dakota State played Iowa, uh, and they and they lost uh, three to seven. It was three to three going into the first half, and I, uh, they ended up scoring. Iowa got two safeties, so seven to three. And the 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 best comment of the weekend. Did you see it? Ben Walker. <laughs> no. Okay. Somebody put on the comment on um, Fox Sports or whatever. Big Noon. Is the worst thing about this game is them poor sick kids in the hospital had to witness this. Oh, damn, bad. <laughs> so, oh man, that was terrible. And then I want to touch on um, uh, Jackson State, which is uh, where Deion Sanders coaches. Uh, 
They beat Florida A&M 59-3. And uh, Deion's son was 29 for 33, 325, and five touchdowns. This is the, the same FAMU team that went to North Carolina and scored like 30 points on UNC last week. And uh, he started the game 17 for 17. And another thing, uh, so, Daddy, so Utah, number seven Utah, traveled to Florida. About how many miles do you think that is? If you had to guess, you know, you had to guess. 600 miles. 600 was 2,200 miles and 31 hours. They had to, if you drove, 31 hours. That's a trip, Daddy. So, Oregon, Eugene, Oregon to Atlanta. That's 2,600 miles and 37 hours if you drove. I mean, I'm sure nobody drove, but I'm just saying, if you drove. So, them two, both of them fan bases drove a long ways to uh, to get whipped. Hey, I've, I've drove a long ways to get an ass whipping, but I ain't never been <laughs> 31 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, so that was it for week one. So, uh, week, Jay, you got some uh, week two stuff? Yeah, yeah. So, week two, uh, Friday, uh, tomorrow night. Um. So Louisville's at U uh, UCF. Uh, UCF's a uh, five and a half point uh, favorite. You know uh, who their quarterback is, huh? Is a uh, oh, um, uh, John Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yeah. John Reese Pumley. Yeah. yeah. Ole Miss. Ole Miss quarterback, quarterback who roasted us it's, and then made a, us who's go. Who's coach? From, oh, you, my boy from Waffle House, uh, Malzahn. Gus Bus. They call him Waffle House because he used to eat at Waffle House. Oh, really? Every, <laughs> Waffle House. every Auburn game, he would so, go to Waffle House. Uh, that game is a six thirty on ESPN uh, two, by the way. So Saturday, start the start the weekend off, baby. Saturday, eleven a.m. on Fox, number one Alabama at Texas Daddy. Tw- what's the Alabama? What's the spread? Alabama's twenty point favorite. Who you got, Daddy? Alabama's gonna win it by at least thirty. At least thirty. At least thirty. To quote my idol, I know this isn't the coolest thing for some people, but I don't give a fuck. It is for me. Dave Portnoy is my idol. Dave Portnoy, famous quote. You don't get rich betting against Bama. <laughs> Bama covers easy. Bama covers I love, easy. I so like that's one of your bets. That's one of your bets. I got, yeah, I have it. I agree. I got Bama to cover. Yep. So who, I got 20 and a half, so take, I think. Take money off the table. Okay. Who are you going for, Dad? Who do you want to win? Are you kidding me? Go Sark, baby. Are you In going to Texas? Texas? Oh, I like yeah. Quinn. I like yeah. the Quinn Ewers kid. So, so you're going for Texas? No. Well, I'm gonna say it, yeah, uh, if I didn't have a get bet, I would be. Oh uh, yeah, if you didn't have a bet, you going for yeah, Texas? Texas yeah. Man, I don't know, man. I just, I, can, Jay, I don't, Jay, I don't. Don't you forget about I don't, you I do know, it. But I'm saying that. Don't you do it? That's how oh, much you man. hate Texas. I mean, that's a statement. I, I hate Texas. I hate Bama, but I just don't want Texas. If they win this game, we're. we're oh, I can't stand that, man. So I, I really hope Alabama drums them like fifty-six to seven or something. I'm serious. Every time. Let me tell you, I just, so, I just, I don't like. I kind of like Sark as a, you know. I don't have nothing against Sark. I no, I don't either. I just Texas I don't like the fans. Yeah, they're Texas the worst fan. I've been to Austin. No, yeah, we've been to Austin. It's, it's <laughs> they're nice. the worst. They were about yeah. as ignorant as maybe us because apparently I don't know shit about football. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. Um, so after that game, then you got a uh, Spencer Rattler at uh, number sixteen, Arkansas. Arkansas's a uh, eight point underdog. You got I mean, the kickoff for that eight game. Point, uh, Is that two thirty or eleven? Point favorite. Uh, eleven a.m. on uh, ESPN. Let's go. What a so, good a start to the day. Okay, and then uh, two thirty on ESPN two, you got uh, App State at number six A and M. A and M's a nineteen point favorite. Upset alert. So, Daddy, is that your lock of the week? Ooh, I don't know about that. Daddy, at, take App on the points. Daddy, you got you got a nineteen point lead going into the game. No, I agree. Yeah, hey, this, this might be upset alert here. Yeah, I'm kind of scared. Straight of up. Straight up. Do it, Daddy. Don't be a. Go ahead, yeah. Oh, yeah. straight yeah, up. He said, "Give me the, give me straight up." 
so then at 2.30 again at uh, on ABC, uh, number Tennessee. Number 24, Tennessee, is a six-point favorite uh, at number 17, Pitt. A ranked Pitt. They're yeah. the unranked Tennessee. Take Tennessee. Tennessee of offense going to be a wagon this no, year. Number 24, Tennessee. Oh, they're ranked now? Yeah, they're ranked, yeah. Take Tennessee. Tennessee. So uh, I don't know about covering. Just take Tennessee money line. Tennessee money line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then 6.30, got a big game on ESPN3, McNeese at Rice. Oh, God damn. I oh, no. There's no money What's line the for that. Yeah, I know, I know, no spread. I know oh, Rice, uh, Rice got beat. They played a big team off yeah. the top. So, uh, and then the next two Robs definitely can be up for these two. Uh, okay. 9-15 on ESPN, number nine, Baylor, at number 21, BYU. I have the over-under. BYU is a three-point favorite. I have oh. the over-under. Well, you got daddy. BYU's a three-point. What? Yeah. Oh, at, I'm at taking BYU. Oh, Baylor all day. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, I got the over under. It's at fifty three and a half. I, I don't. I'm not sure what I got it at. It's something around there. Caesars yeah. got it at fifty three and a half. But I took the over. Uh, Big Cat, if you're a Barstool fan, Big Tat Cat said game of the year. He does this three or four times a year, and he puts a large amount on it. It's somewhere fifty to a hundred thousand dollars on this. He's got over. He said fucking book it. He's two and three and zero oh on his game of the year this year. His game of the year. He, he just if he sees something he absolutely loves, he calls it game All of the year, huh? and he dedicated this game to the Queen of England. <laughs> no, <laughs> as a joke, as a joke, everybody, as a joke. Man, everybody. Uh, and then the last game I have on the slate was uh ten o'clock, ten o'clock Central, on a uh, Fox Sports One, uh, Mississippi State, a ten and a half point favorite at Arizona. I have I hate it that it's that late. I hate it's on the West Coast, but I have Mississippi State money line, but it's in a parlay because I mean you can't make no money betting money line on a ten point favorite, but. I have them parlayed to help my odds yeah. later, but I have them. I, I need a money line. I take the over. Take the over fifty-seven. 57? Oh yeah, none of them can play defense. Yeah, that was. I, I think the over. Yeah, Arizona was one in eleven last year, and Mississippi State's offense looks as good as it was last year. I think the over is a good bet. Yeah, like it. So that that was a. Uh, That's our week two games. Two games, man. Besides, I mean, LSU is going to be on uh, six thirty on uh, SEC Network. So that was your week two games. Yeah. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to call these episodes uh, What We've Learned, and that means we're going to see what we learned about last week, and we're going to project in the future on how we're going to do the next week. Yeah. So we're going to keep going with this. Thank you, Daddy, for being here. Thank you, Jay, for being here. We're having a good time. Jay, you got one more thing? Yeah, I just wanted to point out that this it's crazy to me, that but that uh, this is the first time ever that Southern is actually playing LSU. Ever and, and, and they're letting they're gonna let uh human jukebox play. Yeah, they're gonna let. So it'll be a good time at halftime and stuff. If you got tickets, go to the game. You know, um, uh, so Southern is about to drive twelve miles down the road to play LSU and probably get paid five hundred thousand dollars. And uh, pretty good payday. I don't think they. I don't think they ever let the opposing team play band play. No, the only time that I can remember uh, was uh, South Carolina back in two thousand and fifteen when South Carolina got flooded out. They moved the games to. The game to LSU and um, and that was the Visor's last game in college. Yeah, and uh, they just they they honored South Carolina's home game, so they did everything. They did their fight song. They did the uh, the little Desert it? Storm, Desert Storm in the uh, beginning, and it was pretty. It was different. It was weird, but it was different. You know, I never forget. I watched that game at BB at his house yeah, with barbecued good. chicken from uh, what's that? What's that grocery store in Poche Town? Missy's. Missy's. We yeah. went to Missy's, got chicken, with barbecued <laughs> yeah. chicken, it and wasn't watched squid that game. Chicken. It wasn't squid chicken. No squid it was chicken. actually really good. <laughs> So this weekend you got the Tigers. Jay gave you the uh, games. Daddy gave you the insight coaching from the coaching side. Uh, we're an hour and fifteen in. We're going to call it here. We had a good time tonight. Uh, Jay, give yeah. me your prediction. How much does LSU win by this weekend? 
hopefully at least four or five touchdowns at least, man. At least. Daddy, give me a prediction. Give me some numbers, Daddy. Drop your nuts. I'm going to say uh, 45 nothing. 45 Boy, Pitcher's a shutout on Southern. So, so Daddy, Daddy, we, we didn't uh, recognize this at the beginning. We forgot, but uh, Daddy is now 1-0 in the year. St. Louis. Oh, let's go, Daddy. You want the uh, who'd y'all play, Daddy? We had uh, Crowley. Daddy, one and zero. So, who y'all got this week? We got Iota. Iota Bulldogs, baby. At Iota. At Iota, you got to go to the Crawfish Field. No doubt, right there in the Rice Field, Crawfish Field. Let's get it, baby. All right, you got our picks. You're here with us. We appreciate you being here. We're going to do this every week. We're going to call it "What We've Learned." This is episode one of "What We Learned," and this is "Winners Win." Dirty jump away.